Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Well, hello. (laughs) Um, What a morning, hey? It's exciting to be here. Um, It's exciting to see um, that as a community that we can send off uh, one of our children. It's exciting that uh, we've been able to speak into the lives of different people and that continues, that as a community that we can mentor together. So thank you for everything that you have done as a community into the life, particularly of Izzy, that we've recognised this morning. So just a mother's heart (laughs) to say that. We are continuing our series today to talk about the daring time of Christmas the daring love and hope and joy and peace, and particularly focusing on hope. We have a Christmas carol. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light, the hope's and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight, met in Jesus tonight. Why do we say the hopes and fears of all the years? The hopes and fears. Why do we sing that? What does it mean? Hope is a word that is used a lot, particularly at Christmas time. A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to the radio and there was a woman talking about Kanamaru. Now, most of you who are here in the room have probably heard of Kanamaru. There may be some people who haven't, or if you're watching online, you, you may not know about Kanamaru. It's a festival held once a year. Usually, the street is closed for the Friday night, and all these different um, Uh, rides are are put out along the the street and there's all sorts of hot food and and the kids come and beg you for money to go on the rides and get the food and all the shops uh, sell their wares and it's a wonderful time of celebration in the town of Horsham. Well, unfortunately this year, like many other events, Kanamaru was almost cancelled but the organisers decided that they would do whatever they could to run Kanamaru. So they tweaked it a little, they moved the rides to the showgrounds, they had different things happening so that they could all run it in a COVID-safe way. They decided to have a theme, and I don't know if you knew this, but I heard it with the interview. Their theme this year was Everyone needs hope. Everyone needs hope. I thought it was an interesting theme to have. Why? What in? What are we hopeful for in? Everyone needs hope. And what do we really mean when we say hope? Well, delve into the dictionary. And the good old dictionary talks about hope being used as both 
a noun and a verb, and I know many of you have just finished school, so don't worry, I'm not going to give an English lesson, but with the noun, it talks about a feeling, a feeling of hope, a feeling of um, maybe that uh, to give up hope or the hope of winning, that type of hope, or it could be the verb being like, I hope that my work's going to be okay or satisfactory, what I've done. Or it could be a hope of a, like, a, to feel that something's desired will happen, like we hope for early rain. Or it could be to place our trust in something. And it's, it's confusing. There's, there's lots of different ways we use the word hope. I came across a definition which helped me to sort of land on one which I felt maybe what the word hope is uh, for me in, the, in relation to what Christmas and the Bible might be talking about for hope. But feel free to discuss it with me at another time if you don't, or discuss it amongst yourselves. Hope is a confident expectation or assured anticipation of something good not yet experienced. Hope is a confident expectation or assured anticipation of something good not yet experienced. So Christmas and hope. We're going to have a look at three different aspects of hope this morning because in the Bible it does talk about hope in many different ways and we're not even going to cover them all this morning but we'll talk about three of them. We're going to have a look at how God keeps his promises that hope in God, we can hope in God because we know that we can trust him. We'll have a look at that hope in that he is guiding us now and that he is our present helper and our comforter. And then also a hope in a future with God eternally. And to do this, since it's Christmas time, but also because I just love this story, we're going to focus on the story of Mary. Do you know, Mary was only about 14 or 15. We've got a couple of young women aged in that bracket here today, 14 or 15, that uh, at the time she was engaged to a local man, Joseph, but Mary was from a, uh, not from a rich family at all. It was a low, low socioeconomic family. She was from a Jewish family. So they were following the traditions of the Jewish family and they were awaiting a saviour. And it was in a really a time of waiting for all the Jewish people were waiting. Um, we're going to be following along uh, in different passages of the Bible today. So if you've brought your Bible, get that out now because we're about to delve into our first passage. If you uh, follow along on the app, the, the YouVersion app is available with these passages and if you're online, same thing for you. So first pa passage we're going to have a look at is Luke chapter 1, verses 30. And we'll eventually go through all the way through to 38. But first of all, Luke chapter 1, verses 30 to 33. This is the point where something radical, it's not a spoiler because I think you all know, something radical happens to Mary. What happens? An angel comes to visit. An angel comes and says to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. Favour, really? 
um, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. So (laughs) it's pretty full on what is happening to Mary right here. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne to his father David, and he will, sorry, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Wow. So that's quite a statement that has been proclaimed over Mary that she has to receive and then process, and it goes on in the passage a little bit further as to what she has a discussion with the angel. So she has to work out, well, what is she going to do with this? How is she going to respond? And if we skip to verse 38, we can see what her answer is is to this. She says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. So the first part of the hope that we wanted to look at today is that God keeps his promises. So how did Mary have the hope to be able to respond in the way she did? How could she say that? How could she say those words? Hope is a confident expectation or assured anticipation of something good not yet experienced. How could Mary have this confident expectation? How did she speak those words with such certainty? I want to delve now into Hebrews, and then we're going to have a look at what, how Mary responded a little bit more. But let's just have a look in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 to 19, and I'm going to be reading it from the New Living Translation because it helped me to understand it a little bit more. So this is the word of Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 to 19. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Mary knew this. Mary knew that she could hold on to this promise, that she didn't need to worry about what was, um, what God, you know, she didn't need to waver at all. This hope, this is the Hebrews chapter 6 passage that goes on, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Aren't they amazing words? This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. So Mary knew about this anchor. She knew that she could put her anchor um, into, this, uh, into God 
because of his promises. And so if we now have a look at Mary's response, she actually then has a song that she responded with. And you can read through that yourself. Um, We're not going to go through that now, but just want to focus in Luke chapter 1, if you skip through to uh, verses 54 and 55, right near the end of the song, um, this is the words that she says. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. So she knew, she knew it was ingrained in who she was and how she'd been brought up. She knew that the promises of the past had been fulfilled to the ancestors, that what God had promised had come to fruition. She knew that God was trustworthy. God had proven this. And, and Mary reminded us too of it in her prayer. So we know that God keeps his promises. And we also know that God continued to keep his promises because the words that were spoken to Jesus by the angel, we know, because we're all celebrating Christmas now, we know that they happened. So Jesus was born, yes. Jesus lived a life and then he died on the cross and then he was raised to life and he is the son of God. The words that were spoken also came to fulfillment. And so God never lies. Those words in Hebrews are true. And so we can, just like Mary knows that those, what God says is true, we can also be confident and have hope in what God says. But there is more. There's more to it than just, and I don't say just in a light way, there's more to it than just knowing about what God uh, has, that we have hope in God because of what he has done, and, and there's, there's a deeper layer to it. And that is that he is guiding us. The hope that he is with us right now. So when Mary responded with that passage in Luke 1.38, she said, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Now, to say that just based on the promises being fulfilled, it's, that's all lovely, but then how will she have um, the strength to actually do these things? Like, she was in trouble, you know? She was a a young woman, pregnant, not married, no money to speak of. Um, It was not a good situation. And although she knew that God could be trusted and she could have hope that the promises that were spoken to her would happen, yes, she did have the Son of God in her and yes, he would be born. She knew that those things would happen. There needed to be more to that story of hope for her and yes she did know more of that hope if we have a look in psalm 46 this may be a passage that you are familiar with psalm 46 verse 1 god is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble maybe that became mary's motto (laughs) because she was in trouble (laughs) she was in trouble For Mary and for us, we need to understand that hope doesn't equal an easy path. To have hope in God 
doesn't mean, whoops, straight, straight, easy, fantastic, this will be great. It can be costly, but it is a choice that we have. It's, it's an action. Mary had to choose that day to say those words. She had to choose how she would respond. It wasn't a, just a, a lovey-dovey feeling. There was, there was a choice needed for her. In Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, says these words, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, sufferings, hang on, we don't want to have words like that at Christmas time, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. So there's hope at the beginning, up here, and there's hope at the end, down here. Why is it there's hope at the beginning and the end? Well, my reading of it is that the hope at the beginning is talking about the hope of all the, of God's promises, knowing and understanding who God is and that he, he has and always will do what he says. But then that's one thing to know all those promises and know and have hope in God. It's another thing to then bring it in here and to make it a real and transforming work in each of us. And so for Mary and for us, we need to go through this transformation. And yes, it often does require some hard work and often some suffering. It's a reality. We're not going to sugarcoat it, that that's the reality of the situation because suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. But wait, there's more. Let's keep reading. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into the hearts, our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. There's some really important points in this extra little part of the passage. First of all, the Holy Spirit. We have been given a helper. We have been given a guide and a comforter. We are not alone. As Psalm 46 said, that God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in time of trouble. And so we have the Holy Spirit with us in a very real way that uh, will never leave us. But not, that's not all that's in this passage. That's not all. There's also the very important part that hope does not put us to shame. Hope does not put us to shame. That it's a lesson that I am still learning and it's a lesson that many of us um, also need to be continuing to learn that God does not shame people and that we are not a people of shame, that we are a people of hope. 
that we are a people of hope. So let's just recap where we're up to so far. We've talked about that hope is about God keeping his promises. We've learnt that hope is about that we can trust in him because he keeps his promises. And we've learnt from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, that this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. And we've also talked about that he is guiding us right now, so that it's not about feelings, but it's knowing that God is our strength and that he gives us the Holy Spirit to be our guide and our comforter. But also in Romans 5, that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. So that uh, we are not put to shame because it's not about being people of shame, but people of hope. But remember, there were three points. So we're on to our last point, and that is that we also can hope for a future with God. In Paul writes in Romans 8, and he says these words, Romans 8, verses 23 to 25. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope, we were saved. We've talked about that type of hope. But hope is, that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Some of that's a little bit confusing to, <laughs> to wrap your head around. Lots of hopes and patience and whatever else. I, for me, I found it a little bit easier to understand in the, in the passion, passion Translation for one of these verses. So I'll just bring that up for you. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For what, what are we talking about here? Well, let's just have a look at 1 John 3 verse 2. This is where John is writing to some friends and he says, Dear friends, now we are children of God, but what will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Woo! That's quite the promise. <laughs> a promise of a future with him as children of God and that we shall be like him. Remember, God never reneges on his promises. So this is, this is a promise of God, a promise that we will be like him. So let's go back to the very beginning and have a look again at the... Uh, the carol, O little town of Bethlehem. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. What do you think about those words now that we've reflected on those three aspects of hope? Do you think it's encapsulated in that? Do you think it needs an, some more expansion? I'll leave it with you. I'm not going to... I don't want to uh, either, you know, say yes or no. 
everybody has their favourites as well. You might, when you're singing all your carols this year, then the word hope or love, joy, peace will probably pop up quite a lot when you're singing. And you'll be like, just stop and think, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> but that's okay. So it's good to have a think about how, what we are singing. But it does start to try and express what hope means for Christmas. So let's have a quick recap of uh, what we've covered this morning. So we've looked at how God keeps his promise. We've learned that hope is that we can trust in God because he does keep his promises, that this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls, as per Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. We also are confident that he is guiding us, that he is our present helper and our comforter, that it's not a matter of feelings, but as Mary showed us, it needs to be action. So she said, I am the Lord's servant. And we also looked at Romans chapter 5, that, it's, that there's suffering that produces perseverance, character to hope, and that hope does not put us to shame because we are given the Holy Spirit. So we are not a people of shame, that we are a people of hope. And also that we have hope in a future with God. And that Romans 8 is about hope means that we must trust and wait. And as children of God, when Christ appears, that we will be like him. So just as the organisers of Canamaroos is said, everyone needs hope. And particularly in 2020, yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite the year, so um, maybe, maybe that's true. Everyone needs hope. So do you have hope? What do you have hope in? Do you have hope in someone that's proven to keep their promises, that will never leave you and also will provide a place for you eternally? It is not an easy kind of hope. It's not just a, oh, I hope everything's going to be okay. But it's also not a place of shame. Do you live out of that hope? Is it a daring hope for you? Could you say the words that Mary said? I am the Lord's servant. 2020 has been like no other. And so maybe you could finish it like no other. Maybe this has been a year where you have been learning a lot about who you are and where you're meant to be heading next. Maybe you've been putting off that gentle nudge from God about what is next for you. And maybe it's time for you to take that daring step of what that might be. And as the team comes up and gets ready for the closing song, I'd like to pray for us. So, um, yeah, let's pray, shall we? 
God, we thank you that you keep your promises. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you kept your promise to Mary and that you keep your promises to us. We thank you, Lord, that we can have hope that you will never, um, never let us go and you will always do as you said you will and that you say you will. We thank you, Lord, that you give us help and that you give us comfort. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that is with us and guides us and, um, and is always with us and never, ever leaves us. But God, we know it's not easy and we know that you don't even pretend that it's not, um, not going to be uh, an easy path. And so we pray, Lord, that you will help us. You will help us to be bold. Be bold to be um, taking whatever the next step is that you want us to be taking. We thank you, God, that uh, we can have hope to be with you eternally. We thank you, Lord, that you have opened up that path of eternal life with you. And although we really have no idea what it's going to be like, we know that it's going to be amazing. We know that we are going to love it. And so we thank you, Lord, that we can have hope of being eternally with you. But God, do help us. Help us in our relationship right now with you. We're sorry, Lord, when we ignore you. We're sorry when we choose to do our own thing. Even when we maybe feel that nudge from you, but we choose to ignore that. We are sorry, God. Forgive us. And God, some of us here or, or online don't know you. And so for those, they may just want to pray these words right now. God, here I am. Take me. Hold me. Forgive me. From today, my life is yours. Thank you that there is no shame here. Thank you, God. Amen. If you want to receive further prayer, please come forward as we sing this closing song. If you're online and you're unable to come forward, please contact us and let us know and we'll be in contact with you to pray for you. And any of you can do that as well. Just let us know through, um, through our, our website at any time and we can pray for you. We want to be walking this journey with you. We want you to know that God is with you. We want to be daring together. Let's be daring together.